Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Again, and welcome to episode 155 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pender. And we're bringing you this podcast from BC Place. After yet another Whitecaps game, no goals, another defeat, still no goals from open play, Steve. Uh, I think you're wrong there. Uh, They got three goals in this game, one from open play. Two from open play, actually. Th- three goals? Three goals. They won 3 0. They won as well? Yes. <sighs> well, that's our script out the window. Yep. We'll start afresh. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. Um, well. Definitely considering your pregame prediction. I, I did predict 3 0. Predicted 3 0. Wrong team, though. Uh, typing error. I'll yeah. put it into that. But if it wasn't for Alstead, it could have been. That game could have changed very quickly or one way or the other. Very true. I mean, 3-0 win. Whitecaps beat the Western Conference leaders, MLS leaders. Yeah. And David Oustead, phenomenal performance. He he only made four saves on the, on the stats. Like, it felt like more. Yeah, I mean, it felt but more like 14. The thing is that, uh, I could be wrong, but almost every save was almost a save of the week. He could be, I'm not sure what other saves were made in other games, but he could potentially have four of the five nominations for save of the week. Well, the, the one I don't he made in the which one. one he made in the first half, I think it was from Uruti. Yeah, the like the lob. tip over the bar, yeah. the lob. That for me is going to be save of the week. That was the, phenomenal. But the reflex save again off Berrios in the second half. Yeah, I, that I, was a phenomenal. I was going to ask him how much he knew about that, but by that point the press conference had gone on so long, I was kind of losing the world downstairs after the game. That's kind of um, yeah, and that's after a win. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. He was he was absolutely phenomenal. He is the AJ Styles of the Whitecaps right now. Yeah. The phenomenal one. So I'm, true. I'm trying to build these res- wrestling references into the podcast because there's so many high-rated r- wrestling podcasts out yeah. there that I think the more we talk about wrestling in WWE that I think we're going to get more listeners. Who would be the Bullet Club then? Well, uh, Bullet Club, you have to be able to pull Boston the trigger. Parker. Oh, yeah. That's so that rules out the strikers. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. Jordan Harvey for striker. How about that? Oh yeah, two he, goals this season. Harvey, Waston, they're they bullet club. Yeah, we we also have like Blas Perez is the bad guy, so he's yeah. he's playing Razor Ramon. Oh okay. I was going to do all this for WrestleMania week, and it, yeah, no, it didn't we're, we're a little bit late for that. Oh, let's talk about the game though. Yeah, okay. Like, enough about wrestling. 
Recipes China. Unless you want to talk about, oh yeah, RIP China. Yeah. I, I loved China growing up. No, I did too. And Prince, we should say rest in peace Prince as well. Yeah. He'd, uh, w- w- just before we get to the game, what your favourite Prince song? Um, I actually, I love Parade as an album and sometimes it snows in April. Is I just loved that song when I first heard it. It's just so melancholy and I, I like my you. yeah I like, I like my depressing dirges, <laughs> um, which anyone listening to the podcast won't be surprised about because that that is usually our podcast. But not tonight. Yeah. We are cock a hoop once again. The Whitecaps still not in the playoff places. I'm, I'm going to knock them for that. They're still outside despite the win. Oh, it could change by Wednesday. They're facing Sporting. It depends on what Sporting does tomorrow too. They they got a game against San Jose. And I mean that that's the thing. It's like. Tonight was the first or like four of the next five games are at home. Yeah. And three points already. We've beat Houston at home. We got a point off LA. Obviously lost to Montreal in the opening game. But it's something I asked Carol about after the game, about the importance of making BC place a fortress again. And hopefully they can do that because if they can deliver these points on the road, MLS is one of these leagues, it's a streaky league. You go on a couple of runs of games without a win, yeah. you fall way down the table as the Caps have. Yeah. String a, just a few results together and you move right back up again. And it's, it is shocking too because who would expect the Philadelphia Union to be top of the East? Oh. Although they would yeah. be like, I think, fifth or sixth in the in the West. I know. I mean, until you told me that tonight, I, yeah. I don't pay very much attention to the East at the best of times. I was sure it'd be Toronto after winning today. We'd yeah, be top. No, they're they're close, but yeah, Philadelphia, yeah. wow. For the game, 3-0, three, three Dallas peppered the, the Whitecaps' goal. Well, they, they peppered the Whitecaps' end because so many of the shots were off target. They had 18 only shots. Slightly, only slightly yeah. off target. They, weren't that, it wasn't they, they that had 18 off. shots altogether, nine in the first half. Yeah. But they, it, it seemed to me that possibly FC Dallas might have been the people that took uh, the Whitecaps' boots because they seemed to have got Octavio Rivero's shooting boots on. <laughs> Castillo definitely did, Castillo. and, and Akindele as well, and Uruti. They, they were close. I mean, they, they they did have a couple of ones which just whizzed by. Few kind of heart-beating moments there. They like chipping from a distance, too. Yeah. They're big on chips. And I'm big on chips as well. And pies. And the Whitecaps had pies in the press box tonight. <laughs> I have to mention that. For me... I knew you would. That, that just made my night before the game started, so... Between the roof staying open when it's raining, pies in the press box, I think they have to do that now every single game because that's going to guarantee three points yeah. and three goals. Well, spe- uh, going back to the old first goal, the own goal, you you said it wasn't from open play. It wasn't from open. But it is from it, open it, play. Yeah, this was it's the big debate. Scored by white cap, it was from open play, but the Whitecaps did not score it from yeah. open play. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the poor Dallas guy, Figueroa, didn't know much about it, just kind of smacked off his bonds, I think, and, and ended up in the net. Great ball from Kikuta Mani. Yeah. And let's talk about Kikuta because it was more like the old Kikuta we saw tonight. We, we've been critical of him because he has been playing with this injury. He's not been playing to his full attention. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't notice a limp from him at the end of the game. He played a full 90. Well, um, he had three shots as well. Yeah. One of them on goal, which was for the goal in, in, the, in the second half. But, I mean, he was much... He was back to his, his old self. Definitely. Pre the uh, injury from Portland. Uh, like uh, when he was yeah. whizzing around before in those times. So he was definitely back to his own self. And it could be, cross your fingers, but it could be a transformative game for him um, where this is the game that like kind of boosts him going through for 
through the rest of the season, and he's able to put some more goals in. Because if you think of it, uh, like you said, Kakuta set up the first goal; it was an own goal. But his his play of you know getting to that byline, crossing it in into the box, um, was perfect on that one. He did set up a couple other players as well um, uh, on chances, and they couldn't finish. Uh, Rivera was one, and then uh, Bolognas and Perez had that little thing where they were running into each other at the end of the game. Yeah. They tried to get a fourth, and then um, and then Manny obviously that fr- the goal he 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 ran in, beat the keeper to the ball, and then just like just tipped it underneath his feet because he was he I think he was the keeper sights was expecting a chip, so he jumped, and when he jumped. Manny put it underneath his feet right yeah, there. Beautiful finish, yeah. as was Jordan Harvey's for the second goal. We've got to say that. Yeah. Uh, great finish. Jordan Harvey goal machine is back this year. Iced it aside, Harvey, for me, has been the player of the season. He gets a lot of stick from some quarters, but it's undeserved. He's, he's been really good. And a, a great goal. Clinical finishing from the White Caps with those goals, but they did have their other chances. Teixeira had a nice little lob that didn't go in. And one thing I do want to say to you the lineup today, it surprised me a little bit because I thought Robert would go 4 4 2 with Perez and Rivero up front. It was clear that Rivero was going to continue because he wanted Mesquita and Teixeira, I think, to try and unlock. Rivero like he did last year, uh, the whole Uruguayan connection. It's still not happening for Rivero. He was a little bit on an island. And I asked Robo after the game why he didn't go with two strikers. And he said to me, he did. Mosquito was playing as a second striker. Oh, okay. Now, to me, it did not look like he was. I didn't notice him in the box too much. Um, maybe it was a withdrawn striker role. Maybe that's how he's going to put it as. But I still say it was 4-2-3-1. It, it did make sense so it, because Dallas had such a, a dangerous attack that you yeah. needed that two-man defensive shield in front of a defence that has been bending and breaking a little bit. And then in, in the lineup sheet that we get pre-game, um, they do line up as a 4-2-3-1. Yeah, so so Robo needs to tell folk that. Yeah, maybe they need to fix that up a little bit. But um, overall, I thought it was good. I think Mosquito needed to drop back anyways to help out yeah. because of the fact that, like you said, they were very dangerous. Yeah, but they controlled the midfield. They even, I think, they outpossessioned FC Dallas, even though it didn't seem like it for most. I know the game, they did in the first half. I never actually looked at the, I think the it was, second half stats. I think it for ended that, up 50 48 I oh. believe. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Well, because we don't look at stats. Yeah. We're away from the numbers. Yeah, right? we're away from all those numbers. So before we talk oh, any more, uh, sorry, I just want to interrupt quickly. Um, uh, just to update, uh, you're talking about Jordan Harvey. He is the highest scoring left back in Whitecaps MLS history now. After these two goals this season. Even more than Blake Wagner. Yes, and Elaine Rochette. Oh, you, well, you know me, I'm not a big fan of Rochette. Slamo might be a... Yeah, best thing ever get of him. him. Yeah. So before we kind of delve a little bit more into the game, let's hear from both coaches now. Just play a little bit from Kyle Robinson, because as always, you'll get the, the full audio from Robbo on the Whitecaps website. And a little bit as well from Oscar Perea. It, it was a strange dynamic after the game, because... Perea was kind of more upbeat after the defeat, and Robo was a little bit downbeat kind of after the win. So let, let's just hear from them both now. We scored one goal from open play today, so I'm delighted. We win a, we win a game of football, and I say this, and I don't make a, a big thing of it. It's about winning games, and I know that, I understand that. We won the game today with a little bit of luck, which we haven't had in one or two weeks. Uh, a good set piece goal uh, and then a fantastic Blas Perez touch and a Kikuta Mane on the run so 
it's nice, we'll, we'll take it, but we'll move on. It's three points, we'll move on, and we've got a big game on Wednesday. Carl, when you are struggling to score goals, um, to get a performance from David Osted, another strong one, is it, is it almost imperative that he has to be perfect when a team is struggling to score? It doesn't help and make it easier when you're not scoring as many goals as you'd like, but you go through ruts uh, as a group of players and as a, as a club. Sometimes it goes against you and doesn't go your way, but you focus on performance. Uh, we did that last week after, you know, we were well below our standards at DC United and, you know, I was the first to admit that and take responsibility for that. But last week we were a lot better. Uh, I think we should have got something out of the game and we didn't. Um, again, no excuses today. You know, we, we rode our luck a little bit, but they're a good team. They've got good players, but today we showed we are. But on, on, on David Osted's front, yeah. to, to have a performance like he did, I mean, how, how yeah. crucial is that? Just Yeah, well, back? you know, I think his job is to try and keep the ball out the net. So he uh, he done what he's paid for. he done his job very well today, uh, as did Kendall and Timmy and the two fullbacks. You know, it's we're, we're, we're playing against three, four of the top, top players in the league today. Um, but... The one, the one save is, is phenomenal. I'll let him talk about it because I'm sure he'll be up here or whatever. So, excellent save, uh, but he did his job, which was good. Carl, what was the difference tonight for Kuda A little bit of confidence. I think they we're getting up to the levels that we know we can play. You know, they, I think they both should have probably scored at uh, certain times. Kakuta gets his goal. Christian. You know, if the dink goes in, the lob, then everyone's raving about it, and he turned down one or two opportunities. But you know, we we haven't scored as many goals as as we like, and I keep getting reminded that. And you know, we've got to just keep going. We just got the wide players, the forward players, they just got to keep going, and the goals will come. Oscar, a disappointing night for you. You had so many chances in that first half, in particular. Are you disappointed that you didn't get more goals or any goals? Right, right. Disappointed. Uh... And and it was uh, and it was one of those nights, you know, when we have uh, what we wanted, we create chances. I thought uh, the team looked good, and uh, but we were not fine in the last third. Uh, we didn't finalize it in the first half. Uh, one option that uh, Vancouver had, and uh, one of uh, our mistakes, and and they they took it. I would say that uh, that, that in that play was. Uh, Almost uh, an accident when when the ball hit uh, Vancouver's player and and the ball went in. But that's the game we have to accept that it has happened to us before when when we don't create as many options and we're sharp and and effective and and tonight uh, Vancouver was very effective and I have I have to recognize that especially in the last 15 minutes of the first half and when 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 they scored in the last 15 minutes of the second half when. Uh, it was the space, and they started just taking advantage of it. Yeah, this is the first of three games on the road. You've had such a good start to the season. What do you feel, though, that you're going to need to work on for these next two tough road games that are coming up? This group uh, has been recognised, and I have done it, and uh, people have seen it. And uh, it's a team that has a lot of character, and I don't doubt about that. We have uh, a group of players that uh, we bounce back. We have we have proved that. So what we're looking forward for the next games is just to get points. It's not an easy journey in the league. You see how competitive is the league and and especially the conference games. And, and uh, we obviously want to win all, 
all in each each game that we compete with. But um, uh, uh, today we're going with uh, empty pockets, and uh, we'll see. Next next one is uh, next week preparing for New York and try to get points there. Oscar, you had a lot of opportunities in the first kind of 20 minutes of both halves. How do you think the game might have changed if you had maybe been able to take the lead in the first half or tie the game in the second half? Uh, we create a lot of chances. I have to be honest with my players and see uh, how they execute the plan that we put together. And uh, we would just not find our sharp in the last uh, third or in the box because we have options in front of the goalkeeper. Uh, but um, but that's the game. I was happy with uh, the the way we create them, and uh, and not being fine in that part just cost the three points. So it was both head coaches, Carl Robinson and Oscar Pereira there. Yeah, and it was you're right. It was a kind of weird that Pereira seemed to be more upbeat. Of course, he's he's coming off a six game unbeaten streak, uh, and he obviously this is a blip on the screen for him. While Robbo has been. Uh, dealing with the media about the open play and open play and open play and mm-hmm. where's the goals coming from? Yeah. Who's going to score? And then and I think people were still asking about that after the game. Oh and yeah, then, and then uh, the, and then s- someone, Steve. I was just joking around with him after after the thing. Tell everyone what you did. I just came. He was walking back, and I was coming back from the Dallas dressing room, and I just I just kidding around with him. I said. Oh, open play is uh, trending on Twitter in Vancouver, which it wasn't. But he, he seemed to get more deflated over that, and I just told, I told him I was kidding right away, so it was <laughs> over it right away. But I, I think their new their new motto it's our all our honor, and I think it should be our open our play. I think that's the new hashtag that they should use. And like talking about the open play goals and, and goals, and I mean the Whitecaps scored three goals tonight, but you come away from the game not thinking oh that's the goal scoring problem solved because yeah. it, it doesn't feel like that. The strikers are still struggling and I want to talk about Rivero later on just as we, we preview the, the Kansas City game. I mean the, the Whitecaps ended a three game winless streak three games without any goals. Yeah. Are they back on the horse or was this a, a bit of a, a blip and we're going to see them going back to their, their old ways again. It's impossible to tell, but I mean, what, what's your thoughts on it? Is this going to be the win that kickstarts their season? I, I th- I'm going to say yes, only because I don't see them... The talent they have on this team, it doesn't seem like they're a team that that is going to go through so many of these, but the, if you look at it, they still have yet to have uh, Bologna uh, do anything yet. He hasn't really arrived is yet. Is he going to do anything? Well, he came he, on. He didn't look like he was going to do anything He almost scored week. if Perez didn't get in the way. He wanted the goal so bad. Kudo hasn't uh, really arrived yet. Um, is he going to arrive? <laughs> is he going to do anything? Well, we're expecting him to because he's getting paid. So we're expecting him to arrive eventually. Uh, but um, th- those two guys were their kind of their big signings. Like even over Perez. Like Perez was uh, like a... A last minute signing and nobody really gave they thought he would come off the bench as a third striker or something like that so nobody, nobody really gave, and he's been probably their most effective striker so far this year well that's the thing I still find Which it strange no I, I I still find it strange that you bring in Kudo and Perez to help with the goals but they see very little game time yeah but I think he's just he wants to show Rivero that he's trying to he's uh, trying to show he, faith in him yeah show faith in him he's, I think Robbo still has faith in him I think he wants to keep his confidence up because if he does bench him um, he might lose him and you don't want to lose your designated player um, do, do you know when to lose him? 
<laughs> Are you well, sure you don't want to lose them? We have to wait for the summer. We have to wait for the summer to, if you want to if you want to get rid of them. But like, they took three points off Dallas. Dallas, for me, are going to run away with the supporter shield. It's they're. I can't see anyone right now apart from maybe the Galaxy really challenging, challenging them for them. for the MLS Cup. And you look to the team that they put out tonight. And that front two, Akindele and Uruti, both on form, both scoring goals. You had the two wingers, Barrios and Castillo. Which, which surprised me because uh, you were t- talking about how dangerous they are. It didn't seem like they were run- they threw, ran through Castillo quite a bit, but it wasn't as much as you expected. No, I mean, the Whitecaps, and you have to give full credit to the, the fullbacks, John yeah. Harvey and Fraser Aird here. They snubbed out both Barrios and Castillo, and Barrios got hooked early. Yeah, and but Castillo, they dangerous kept, they, guys. But they kept feeding Castillo, hoping that he would be able to break down Aird. And Aird yeah, but then, I mean, and Aird didn't get very much help from the guy in front of him. I think it was Teixeira. Or yeah, yeah Teixeira doesn't really give much help at the best of no. times defensively, though. But I mean, Dallas were disappointed, obviously, with the chances that they had, and, and they didn't score. And see if you went to the Dallas locker room. We'll hear a little bit of audio now from Canadian Tisho Akindeli. Defender Walker Zimmerman and former White Cap, who we love dearly here at the AFTN podcast, Mauro Rosales, who didn't play. Kind of glad because he didn't come back to haunt the Caps, but sad not to see those flowing locks again on the BC Place pitch. Let's hear from the Dallas locker room now. Well, obviously, a disappointing uh, return to BC Place after you Mexico game and everything like that. The chances that were missed is it is is it that simple? It's just like the you know the middle little misses there that BC turned this game around. Yeah, I think so. I think we had good chances before they got into the game at all. Like we could have buried them in the first 15 minutes, but us missing those chances gave them confidence and they came back and took advantage of it. Um, obviously, you kind of like not, they didn't have a horrible season last year, but it kind of bounced back and gained more minutes and everything. How important is that for you this year? That's uh, huge. I mean, I want to be on the field as much as possible, so hopefully, I can keep scoring goals and give the coaches no choice but to play me. You're used to the cold and everything a little bit playing in Colorado, <laughs> yeah. but with the kind of uh, open roof and everything, and the rain came in and then halfway through the first half, did that affect anything, or was it like kind of like a not, not a shock to the system, but was it kind of a surprise there? No, I don't think I don't think it bothered us that much. I mean. You're running around, you're hot anyway, so it just cooled you off. I feel like it was perfect, honestly. Okay, perfect. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thanks, uh, Walker, first of all, your overall thoughts on the game and how it went for you guys? Yeah, I think we uh, we come away a little disappointed, um, obviously with the result, but two with just the quality of chances that we had. Um, and we, we felt like we, we really could have, like Tesho said, uh, put the game away early. Um, and so them getting that first goal was uh, a little unfortunate for us. And... Uh, yeah, I think we're disappointed because we think we probably deserved a little bit more out of the game. The fact that you did get the, uh, you were dominating in the first half, and then it was an own goal that got them in the game. Still, that confidence going into the second half, still, right? You, you For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, in the locker room, we were very positive. You know, I thought we had put a good first half in, and so obviously the mindset was, hey, let's not only get one, but let's get two. Let's win this game. Um, and so that was our mentality coming out in the second half. Your only other loss this year was a five-nil loss to Houston, um, and. You know, similar, not totally similar scorelines, but it was the, the way it ended. But in this game, you obviously had the better of the chances early on. Right. And you ended, you, after that loss, it was a six-game unbeaten streak. Mm-hmm. you feel like you can just keep going on that and let this game go? Definitely. I mean, you know, we, we thought that Houston was an outlier in, in the way that we play and the way that we've performed throughout the season. And so we look at this result. We, we know within the locker room, uh, we don't really feel like that was a 3-0 result. 
Uh, we thought we actually played decently well, especially in the first half. So with us, we're confident. We're a confident team. Obviously, we, we know how to respond. Definitely after that Houston, it taught us something. And so I'm sure we'll, we'll come back strong. Do you feel like, the, um, obviously, Zach is a very veteran player, but he's all, mainly a fullback. Um, is it make it different playing with him or with Matt? Or is it, is it they, they do have different tendencies, but you know our fundamentals are the same across the back line. Um, Zach's had a good you know two three season stretch at center back. He knows the position well, so it's it's something where we feel comfortable with whatever personnel we have, just because you know we're solid in our fundamentals. And so um, obviously our fundamentals for the set pieces to give up another goal, uh, set piece is disappointing. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall we're still confident. We know that we have a lot of talent. And we look forward to uh, to writing the ship. Perfect, thanks a lot. Yeah. So, Morrow, um, obviously, first game back, it's kind of everybody was hoping you would see you on the field, but uh, it didn't happen. Um, but overall, how has it been the season for you for in, in Dallas? Very good, very good. Except uh, not today, I didn't get yeah. minutes. But uh, uh, last last six games, I guess uh, I was playing a little bit and uh, just getting used to the, the new team and uh, getting into the team is doing really, really well. So. Uh, I have to wait for my opportunity. This is uh, how soccer was. Uh, last year they did really, really well. They played very, very good soccer and they were the best in, in, in our conference. So, uh, and upcoming months we have a lot of games and uh, oh, hopefully I can, I can get more minutes. Yeah, but uh, you, like you said, they were basi- you guys are basically top of the conference right now. Yeah. Um, and it, it, earlier in the season, your only other one loss was like a 5 nothing loss to Houston. Yeah. But you bounced back with a six-game unbeaten streak. Yeah, is, of course. This team is pretty veteran. Like, they, they can probably come bounce back from that. Yeah, of course, of course, because we they, they, we have a quality players, quality team. And uh, uh, it was an unfortunately game, uh, that one that we played in Houston and this one as well. Uh, with the difference that this, uh, we had a lot of chances that we, didn't, we couldn't put it in back in the net and uh, uh, it all changed everything probably wasn't uh, the 3-0 result uh, a fair result but I think uh, the team played for 10 minutes of the games the first half it was a go- was good but they, they scored so pushing high and trying to get uh, the, the tie uh, we leave a lot of a lot of open space for them and they, they finish up and got ending 3-0. Based on what you saw last year, obviously yeah. playing with the team and what you've seen this game, did you see any differences in the way they played or was uh, it very similar? They, in the way that they play, no, but uh, obviously they have a lot of chances because the injuries, because uh, the new guys, uh, some suspensions, so he couldn't, the team, he couldn't uh, perform at the level that they wanted to, to, to perform, but today they show that uh, they are a good team they beat the first the first team in in, in the league and uh, obviously I wish them the best and uh, they, they they can come back anytime and uh, today they they score goals in open plays they they can do really really well in, in the in the conference so, okay, yeah you're welcome. so Dallas thoughts on the on the game there now Dallas are in the middle well not middle da- Dallas just started a, a three game road trip yeah um, they've got a tough game next week in New York, so dropping points already. I don't that's know, a tough game. With their, who they oh, yeah, actually, the Red, Red, Bulls? Red Bulls. It's not, yeah. it's not a tough game the way that Red Bulls are playing. Whitecats, as we mentioned, it's four of the next five games at home, but three games in a week. Yeah. And that is three tough games because we've got Sporting Kansas City on Wednesday, and then we also head to New York on Saturday because yeah. we're playing uh, big names and all the big money of New York City. 
FC. FC at Yankee Stadium. But looking at the, the game on Wednesday, Sporting Kansas City coming to BC Place. They're not playing till Sunday. They've got a, an afternoon kickoff in San Jose. Yeah. Then they have to travel up. Direct flight, but a short flight. They're going to come up here, probably train Monday, Tuesday in Vancouver, kind of get a little bit accustomed to everything. So it's, it's not as killer as it would be if they were in Kansas City because then you'd have to fly Sunday night, Monday morning, not a direct flight. Yeah. That would have been fantastic for the Whitecaps. But Kansas City coming here now... Obviously, this is before before the game on Sunday. They've got 12 points from seven games. Whitecaps Two have f- 10 from eight. Yeah, three of those points came via the Whitecaps earlier. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, second game of the season for KC against the Caps. Uh, Kansas, they've only scored nine goals so far in their seven games. Conceded seven, so not high-scoring games, which no. might, might suit the Caps. But with three games in eight days... For Carl Robinson's men, he's already said there's going to be changes. He's going to kind of mix the, the lineup up a little bit. So, what would you do for this game? Who would you play against Kansas City? Who would you rest for New York City? And then who would you play on Wednesday but rest for the trip to New York? Well, what I would do, um, uh, first of all, the back line, I would keep the same. I would not for, change for it. For both games? No, 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 just for the Kansas for, City game. For Kansas City. I wouldn't change for Kansas City. Then I would make changes uh, for the travel to New York. Um, I, I, maybe the fullbacks, uh, swap them out, or maybe Ka comes in as well. Um, or what you could do is you, if you want to bring Ka in for a sporting game and then rest Parker and then have him travel. It depends on who you want to travel to New York. I mean, Ka was a bit scary in the win against Houston, but he kept a clean sheet. Yeah. So, I mean, you could always, I guess, slot Jacobson back in there as well you could but I wouldn't do that uh, I would even, I would rather put uh, try Siler out uh, Siler's played pretty well for Whitecaps FC he's been alright but I, I have to I, say that I think Sam DeWitt but is outperforming no, but, no but I mean I feel he is outperforming yeah. him so far this he's season he's been fantastic yeah. and yeah um, Harvey will definitely get rested for one of the games and, and Sam will play I think I, I do agree with you I think you want to get the, the points at home Keep the back line the same against Kansas City. Maybe have Smith and Adekugbe come in against New York City. Yeah, It's a bit of a risk, though, maybe playing Smith and Adekugbe against a dangerous New York side. So maybe keep Aird going. He's a young guy. Yeah. Parker's a young guy. But I, I would rest Parker, I think, for one of these two games. I, I would probably, if I would rest him, I would rest him against uh, uh, Kansas City and then put Khan for that. Because you don't want... You know how you don't know how effective cause traveling to New York and plus Parker's from New York. Yeah, so you want him to play against New York. So that way yeah. it works out for both guys there. And and Ka as well, him and Waston had such a great partnership last year. Yeah. I think they'll pick it up just same. We have to talk about Ouster. He he did take a knock towards the end of the game, possibly a knee to the chest, but he was asked after the game ah, he, he said he took a knock, but yeah, he, he's pretty much said he's going to be fine. Now, uh, the holding uh, the two guys in the midfield holding mids or whatever you want to call them, it depends on how, what formation they use if they use two strikers, but I personally would keep the same and I would keep the same going into New York too. I think Would well, you do that, Steve? No, yes, I would. Okay. And what I would do is <laughs> I would I would probably bring in uh, like a uh, a tie bird. I know this that's a bad word for you. No, I was I was going to actually say to bring him in for one of the games. But, no, I would what I would do is I would use, use him in each of those two games and give them each a rest. Like uh, when one game give Lava a break, maybe at the 70th minute or whatever, give him 20 minutes off, and then against New York, maybe give the other guy 
20 minutes off. At All the right, end of the game. so, so, so start you kind of both for the two games and both, bring Tybert on as a sub. And then, and then yeah, so you do that. And work. then wingers, I would I would start uh, Bolognas in, in the home game and not start him in the away game. Because he might not travel as well. He, obviously, against DC United, he didn't play at all. True. So I would play. Right. Do that. I think and Kukuta's I would going to play keep, both keep, games. Keep Kukuta as much as you can. Yeah. Wear him down if you have to. Um, and he's young. He can handle it. Will Pedro be back? I don't think so. I mean, no. Robbo said today. There's no point. No, but Robbo said he wanted to play today. Yeah. I, if anything, maybe play him against New York so you don't play him on the turf. Um, and, then and he might thrive against those big names as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think he'll make the trip to New York. Yeah. I'm not sure that he's going to start. And, of course, you can always slot Belanius in as a number 10 as well. Exactly. Eric Hurtado, not his biggest fan. He did have a great game for Whitecaps 2 on Friday night, though. Uh, two, well, two great, great second half. Great game, actually. Let's quickly mention that. Whitecaps 2. Two goals down against Los Dos. Yeah. Uh, stormed back for a 2-2 two, two draw, and they could easily have won it as well. Yeah. Safiu... Outstanding, and Kyle Gregg showing finishing that is severely lacking with the Whitecaps MLS strike. It was, just it, was like, a, it was a great setup, uh, and he just took the ball and finished it. Yeah, right and I mean, Fantastic. they're looking really good. But, I mean, Hurtado did well, and I think it's possibly earned him definitely a, a substitute's appearance, I, maybe on Wednesday. I think Although so, Although Whitecaps, too, do have a game on Wednesday as well, and a game on Friday, I think it is. But maybe they played him uh, and got him the minutes... Uh, against LA yeah. so that he would be ready and kind of warmed up to play um, against uh, Kansas City or ready to play in one of those two matches. It's very possible. And I mean, Kian's froze as well. Yeah. You've got to think that he is going to get minutes, maybe even a start in one of these two games. But well, I think minutes more than start because well, the thing he's not 100%. Is, and we've talked about this before. Do not make too many changes all at once in the one game because the yeah. depth is strong when you're bringing one or two guys in. Yeah. When you're changing four or five things, as we saw against DC, the chemistry, the fluidity, the cohesiveness, it's just not there. Do not do that. Yeah. The start, basically, the starting 11 today, make two changes for next game if you want to and then make two changes and bring those players you're taking out for the next game take bring them back and then make two other changes totally that's that's all you need to do at this but point the, the big talking point and robo hinted this when i asked him about whether he wanted to go with two strikers and we mentioned he said mosquito was the two strikers he did say maybe you'll see two strikers in the game on wednesday because i'm constantly bugging him about playing two strikers so and i i i think we will i think we're going to see rivero rested against kansas city and i think we're going to see perez and kuro get the start Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I would see that too, and, and that way you get fresh people. Yeah, I mean, York. even if Kudo maybe doesn't play as a striker, it plays as a winger or something. Yeah. And I think we, we need to see this because Perez said during the week that he needs to get in a groove and kind of get in a run of games, and he's not getting a chance to do that. Kudo does as well because we don't know what they can offer the team. Well, we kind of know what Perez can offer, but Kudo... He's still an enigma. He's a mystery of the East. Yeah, um, but you never know when he's going to open up. And, and once those go... And people talk about his uh, uh, his play and training. You, you're you training more than me, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he, he buries he, chances. Yeah, buries chances. But so, so does Hurtado. So all he needs so is that Severo. one... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but all he needs is that one opening goal, and then he yeah. could turn it or start turning it around, too. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we were at training and Rivero scored from something like one or two yards out and someone applauded. Confidence. <laughs> you got to get confidence to the guy. But it's not the closest goal he's ever no, scored. No, no, true. 
But these guys, they do need to get in a groove. It's like yeah. they're going to be cold coming off the bench and they have to play sometime. And these, and I know it's like Robinson wants to ride Rivero until he, he, he gets into the goal-scoring mood again. But I don't think we can wait to 2018. No. no, not possible. Let's have a couple of quick predictions. Kansas City, first of all, how do you see that going? I, I think they, I think they will maintain that. I think the, the two days off uh, between games for Kansas City will affect them a little bit. Uh, I'll say, I think Osa plays outstanding again. I'll say two nil. I'm going to go for two one white caps, which is obviously a kiss of death because when I predict they lose, they win. When both of us predict they lose, that's when they. Oh, sorry, when both of us predict they win, that's that's basically the kiss. Of okay, death. well, this is obviously the kiss of death. That so get, get your money on, on KC. Um, I can't see them getting much at New York City, I have to say. I, I disagree. They Whenever they seem to travel to New York, they always play very well. They've always had New York Red Bulls uh, number, and this is obviously the first time they're traveling to a place like Yankee Stadium. And I think they will... I, I, I have a feeling they, will, they won't beat them. I think, I think they'll be able to pull out a draw. I'll say 1-1. One, one. Well, I'm going for 2-0 defeat. But I, that, that's it for this episode of the podcast. We're keeping it short this week. Less editing for me on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. And also, I, I don't know how much of this vacuuming you can hear in the background, but it's doing my nothing. I just want to get out of here. As I say, I'm grumpy after a win. Grumpy after a loss. I'm just, I'm just grumpy. But Steve, just before we go, just let everyone know where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. Uh, Michael McCall, you can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Read all our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. Most of the Whitecaps beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com and the Canadian and West Coast reporter for USLsoccer.com, so watch out for my stuff on that. You'll also find me in various sports fields around the lower mainland watching Provincial Cup games, so watch for our top-notch coverage on AFTN, videos, reports, photographs, everything on there. But until next time, thanks for listening, take care, and as always... Mon the caps. And now the vacuum goes off. Night, everyone. Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful, and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.